in October, is that October or November? Finally, James Bond is going to be released. But let's not forget the ultimate James Bond, the man who basically popped the cherry first. Yes, Sean Connery, Sean Connery was the first, based on Ian Fleming's character, James Bond. He's been parodied so many times, so many times. Here we are. Daniel Craig is about to leave. He's about to leave. Playing James Bond. There, There is this talk. Who's going to get it? Well. I mean, there, there could be several. There was another Scott. Who. Did his own. Parody of Mr. Sean Connery. James Bond. And here we go. Do you see the beast? Have you got it in your sights? Clear enough, Miss Money Penny. This should present no significant problems. <laughs> That is from Train Spotting, where Ewan McGregor, Mr. Emmy winner for Halston. Can you believe that shit? I knew he was gonna win. I loved it. I mean that that was a cigarette performance. Come on. Always smoking. But Johnny Lee Miller and Ewan McGregor basically parroting Sean Connery as Mr. James Bond. Sean Connery died last year at the age of was it 90 or 90? Let's see. And they were also talking about you know how he won that Academy Award for the Untouchables and they're like that means fuck all. Sir Sean Connery. Yeah, he was 90. He was 90. He was voted the sexiest man alive in 1989. 
and the sexiest man of the century in 1999. Whoa, don't tell Prince. Yeah. But it was as James Bond that he made his mark. I remember him in Darby O'Gill and the Little People, where he sang. I don't know if his voice was dubbed or not. Connery's breakthrough came in the role of British secret agent James Bond. He was reluctant to commit to a film series, but understood that if the film succeeded, his career would greatly benefit. Between 1962 and 1967, Connery played 007 in Dr. No, From Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, and You Only Live Twice. The first five Bond films produced by N.O. Productions. After departing from the role, Connery returned for the seventh film, Diamonds Are Forever, in 1971. Connery made his final appearance as Bond in Never Say Never Again in 1983, remake of the Thunderball produced by... Okay. All seven films were commercially successful. James Bond, as portrayed by Connery, was selected as the third greatest hero in cinema history by the American Film Institute. Connery's selection for the role of Bond owed a lot to Dana Broccoli, wife of producer Albert Chubby Broccoli, who is reputed to have been instrumental in persuading her husband that Connery was the right man. James Bond's creator, Ian Fleming, originally doubted Connery's casting, saying, He's not what I envisioned of James Bond's looks. I'm looking for a commander Bond and not an overgrown stuntman, adding that Connery's muscular 6'2 and a Scott was unrefined. Fleming's girlfriend, Blanche Blackwell, told him Connery had the requisite sexual charisma, and Fleming changed his mind after the successful Dr. No premiere. He was so impressed, he wrote Connery's heritage into the character. In his 1964 novel, You Only Live Twice, Fleming wrote that Bond's father was Scottish, and from Glencoe in the Scottish Highlands. Connery's portrayal of Bond owes much to stylistic tutelage from director Terence Young, who helped polish him while using his physical grace and presence for the action. Lewis Maxwell, who played Miss Monty, Monty Penny, related that Terence took Sean under his wing. He took him to dinner, showed him how to walk, how to talk, even how to eat. The tutoring was successful. Connery received thousands of fan letters a week after Dr. No's opening and became a major sex symbol in film. Following the release of Dr. No in 1962, the line Bond, James Bond, became a catchphrase in the lexicon of Western popular culture. Film critic Peter Bradshaw writes, It is the most famous self-introduction from any character in a movie history. Three cool monosyllables. Surname first, a little curtly, as befits a former naval commander. And then, if it... And then afterthought, the first name followed by the surname again. Connery carried a laugh with the icily disdainful style in the full evening dress with a cigarette hanging from his lips. The introduction was a kind of challenge or seduction, invariably addressed to an enemy. In the early 60s, Sean Connery's James Bond was about as dangerous and sexy as it got on screen. During the filming of Thunderball in 1965, Connery's life was in danger of the sequence with the sharks in uh, Emilio Logo's pool. He had been concerned about his threat when he read the script. Connery insisted that Ken Adam, 
build a physical plexiglass partition inside the pool. But this was not a fixed uh, structure, and one of the sharks managed to pass through it. He had to abandon the pool immediately. So, here we are. James Bond. Which one is best? Some would say Connery. Some would say Roger Moore. If you if you watch Lost in Translation, when Bill Murray's character goes to Japan, they all say Roger Moore. Well, they want to. They want to. They want to. There's Pierce Brosnan, not my favorite. Uh, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's funny that James Bond, and, and shout out to Jason Almy, shit happens when you party naked, who loves to tell, introduce people who have never seen him to Bond films. Okay. And another shout out to his lovely wife, Miss Christina Almy, who today has her birthday. And I was in Facebook jail earlier, but I was I managed to wish her a happy birthday. They are both amazing podcasters, always very supportive, and um, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. And hearing Jason tell people to watch Bond films is funny. It's it's funny. I've seen many of the Bond films myself, but as for songs, it's interesting. I mean, you have Goldfinger. Okay. I'm looking for... There's a moment. Here we go. And Lat Pak. Lat Pak. You know Lat Pak? Rat Pak? Rat Pak, yes, please. And that's a moment from Lost in Translation where these Japanese photographers are taking photos, as you can hear, of Bill Murray's character. 
and and basically trying to get him to pose as you know like Sinatra. And then they say 007, and he's like, oh, okay. And they're like, Roger Moore. And he's like, uh, no, I was not a Sean Connery. That's how iconic Sean Connery was, is James Bond. Despite Sean Connery's controversial statements, which we won't touch. Um, truly James Bond. James Bond, oh my goodness, since 1962. And this is Daniel Craig's last venture. He doesn't think a woman can do it. Okay. I'm sure his wife would disagree. But it's interesting. Who Who is going to take over? I don't think Ewan McGregor wants it, even though they did that parody in Trainspotting. I don't think Henry Cavill... Here, here's the thing with Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, for me, doesn't have to play Superman anymore. They haven't even done a sequel to Man of Steel. They just did the Batman versus uh, Superman, which was not really a true sequel. So it's shit. Uh, but The Witcher, I mean, The Witcher, he's naked half the time. It's perfect. That's a perfect role for Henry Cavill. Uh, as a James Bond, there's Idris, Idris Elba. Hmm. It's hard to say who could play Bond. It would have to be something totally, totally, I mean, okay, maybe a bisexual Bond. I don't know. I don't know. Or a gay Bond. Let's call Dan Levy. Uh, Shit's Creek. What, that would be interesting. That would. Who could pull off the Bond mystique. And please don't say Pierce Brosnan because no thank you. And all... I mean, I'd, I'd like you in too. I, I, uh, you and McGregor is just great. He's just great. Come on. I'm thinking right now... I'm going to say something controversial. It could be a Brit. It should be a Brit. But... hmm. Could it be an American? Tom Hardy doesn't want it. I I love Tom Hardy, by the way. Come on. Who doesn't? Venom is coming up. Uh, It's up in the air. It's up in the air who could do it. Who wants it. Who doesn't want it? No time to die. When is it coming out? Okay, this is this is a list compiled by Games Radar. Next, uh, James Bond, the 17 actors who could replace Daniel Craig. Okay. All right. No, not Tom Hardy. No, not Henry Cavill. Okay, this list is already starting to suck. Idris Elba. Okay, I agree. I agree. Uh, Reggie Jean Page. Maybe. A little young. Lashana Lynch. Yeah, 
even though Daniel Craig doesn't think so. Cillian Murphy needs to eat something. Um, Sam Hagen, maybe take a bath. Richard Madden, oh, he was in 1917. Hmm, interesting. He needs a tan. Um, Dev Patel, oh, that is fascinating. That That's interesting. Because okay, you go from slum dog millionaire to um the hotel movie and his age. And then it you know, come on, he's of, you know, Indian descent. So, yeah, Tom Hiddleston He's Loki. James Norton. Mm, I don't know. Okay, Henry Golding. Okay, all right. Interesting. Jamie Bell. No. Come on. John Boyega. Okay, Star Wars. If they don't reignite it, maybe. Dan Stevens. That's fascinating. I loved him in Downton Abbey. Daniel Kaluuya. Hmm. That would be fascinating because then, okay, he's gone from, now he's this Oscar winner to James Bond. And he's British. He's British. Because I, I think they want to keep it British. Okay. Clive Standen. Don't know who he is. That's about it. That's about it. Here, here are some of my picks. They're going to get a little crazy. Um, the first person that I thought of I mean there's a few there's a few and he's Australian so I don't know Guy Pierce. yeah yeah that would be fascinating uh, hmm not Ewan McGregor. I mean, we we gotta we gotta really think outside the box. Okay. Think of how in Star Wars they would cast people. A lot of those were unknowns. Those were unknowns. Okay, these rumors. All right, all right. Idris Elba. Is probably and and Daniel Kaluuya. Okay, I I could see that. <sighs> but okay, Rene Jean Page. Okay, all right. But is he really good at? No, not Tom. See, they keep Tom Hardy doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it. Tom Hardy's Venom. Come on. Okay. Okay, some of the people from the other list are on this list too. Henry Cavill, no. No. Because they said he was, I think, fat, which is really fucked up. That's casting directors for you. They are really fucked up people. They really fucked up. And I probably won't ever work in a film because I said that. Not all casting directors, but those when when you attack someone's weight, 
you're fucked up. You're fucked up. You truly are. Nobody in Hollywood is perfect. It it <laughs> takes a lot of diet pills to look like that in Hollywood. I should know. Okay, why do they keep putting Tom? Tom Hardy didn't want to do it. He'd probably be like, hey, let's make Bone gay. Okay, that would be good. Okay, Tom Ellis. All right, he's, he's Satan or Lucifer. A slightly left-handed option in exchange Bond, admittedly, but Tom Ellis does have some time on his hands now that Lucifer has finally definitively come to an end on Netflix. Playing the devil in an L.A. across six seasons, Ellis proved he has suaveness in spades, and if the producers unexpectedly decide they want to ramp up the Roger Moore-style archness, he can't think of a better, we can't think of a better choice. Okay, alright, alright. That's interesting. That's fascinating. Uh, I pray that they don't pick someone like uh, one of those guys from Twilight. No. Just no. Wouldn't that be funny if <laughs> Daniel Craig's like, I don't want to leave? <laughs> okay, here's here's a more broad list. And I'm not going to say more broader because that's improper English. Uh... Sean Bean, maybe 20 years ago. Uh, Adrian Turner. Aiden Turner. Okay. All right. All right. Um, okay. Mm. The five. I'm going to pick five. I'm going to pick five. I'm going to pick five. Dev Patel. Rene Jean Page. Who else? Henry Golding. Okay, so that's three. Daniel Kalua and Idris Elba. That's those are my five. Remember it. Okay. Alright. And this is the Dr. Zeus Phone Podcast. I didn't play many clips from James Bond. Oh, my favorite. Oh shit. Is the one with the chick. I think it was the last one he did. I'm Sean Connery did. And they slept together. She's like, oh, we got time to kill. You remember that shit? And he had that pen that, like, shot, like, something. And it and it got her. And then it, and then she exploded. I guess, you know, hey, they had a hot time under under the water. And then she rose to the occasion and lit up. So, and not in a good way. I'm, I'm sure it was messy. It's very messy. Very erotic, though. I remember watching that and thinking, damn. Damn. But you know, Goldfinger. Oh, I love that song. There's always been this talk of the Bond themes because those themes, they're legendary. Some were forgettable. Cheryl Crow did, eh, you know. Tina Turner's Goldeneye is so iconic. First of all, it's written by the Edge and Bono of U2. A lot of people don't know that. The, the, they wrote Goldeneye. For Miss Tina Turner. Okay, you've got that. You've got Paul McCartney's with wings, uh, Live and Let Die, which is so iconic. Goldfinger, of course. Thunderball. Time to Kill. A View to Kill. Duran uh, Duran. I almost said Depeche Mode. Wouldn't that be funny? Nobody does it better. Carly Simon. 
There's so many. There's so many. Adele's uh, Skyfall. I'm not a big fan of Sam Smith's song. I'm really not. Uh, maybe I need to listen to it again. There's so many different ones. Madonna's uh, Die Another Day. No, thank you. Go back to the cutting edge or cutting board. Um, there's so many. There's so many. Another time. Well, the Billie Eilish song is interesting and she won a Grammy for that. Isn't that funny? It came out before the movie came out. The movie was pushed back so many times. Uh, I loved so the first time that Mr. Daniel Craig played James Bond was in 2006 Casino Royale, directed by Mark Campbell. And the iconic theme song was You Know My Name by the late, it still hurts me that I say that, the late, the great Chris Cornell of Soundgarden and Audio Slave, who should have won an award for that song. Chris Cornell probably had one of the greatest voices of rock. In the 70s, you had Robert Plant. In the 90s and beyond, you had Mr. Chris Cornell. Nobody could sing like Chris Cornell. It was so powerful. And to see Casino Royale, I remember seeing it in the theater. I've never watched it on the small screen. Because just seeing it on the big screen, there's something... Same with Skyfall. I couldn't... Once you've watched it on the big screen, it's like it's almost like I have to buy a big giant theater just to watch it again. But Casino Royale, I haven't seen since. It was so damn good. But that theme, that theme song by Chris Cornell, that's awesome. Didn't get a lot of credit. He didn't get nominated and win an Oscar like Adele or Sam Smith. But it, it is a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. And so, when is, okay, the next, oh, you know, he did so many, Daniel Craig was a different kind of James Bond. Different kind of James Bond. First of all, there are not many blonde James Bonds. This film really put Daniel Craig into the forefront. You know, he went on to do The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. I mean, the sex scenes and 
Casino Royale are pretty uh, naughty. So. And it was kind of, I think, a th- was it? No, it wasn't so much a throwback. Because it was James Bond really finding his footing in a different way. Okay, no time to die. Will be released. Oh, it's already out? Oh, okay, October 8th in, in the United States of America. Directed by. I want to say his name right. Jason, I know you're going to say, why didn't you say it right? Yeah. I got to do my homework when it comes to this. Okay. Uh, uh. Let's see. I don't want to run over. Yeah. See, it's not like the tablet with the Mac. You can't... Oh, okay. Here we go. I could say it. Yeah. Let's do dictation. Okay. What? Uh, Here we go. Let's do this. Kerry Joji Fukunaga. He is the director of No Time to Die. Oh, No Time to Die has had a very interesting experience. It has been delayed more times than Kanye West's Donda. And look what happened to that. So let's be careful here. You know, Drake. Drake delayed his album and well it's a success success. Yeah. He's yeah, it's I, I don't hate on Drake. Drake Drake's Drake. Come on. Uh COVID really I mean, No Time to Die was scheduled for release in November of twenty nineteen but was postponed to February 2020 and then to April 2020 after Danny Boyle's departure. The premiere in China planned for uh, April 2 was canceled. Okay, COVID, of course. In October, No Time was d- Die was delayed 2020, February... January film was rescheduled again to October 8th, 2021. Yeah. It was screened at the Zurich Film Festival on the same day of the world premiere of the first Bond film to be official selection of a festival. Yeah. So, Bond. James Bond. Unpleasant Dreams. <laughs> 